we are back again for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I did see, Ray, I don't know if you saw, we have seven five-star reviews on Ooh, Apple. I did not. Thank you very much, everybody. I know. And one awesome review. So thank you guys so much for listening and sharing. And anybody that you think would benefit from this podcast, please share, please share, please share. Our hope and goal for this is for it to touch as many people and encourage as many people as possible. So thank you so much for your love. And thank you for being patient with the sound because <laughs> the I, sound is great. Tell her mm, the sound is great. <laughs> I'm learning. It's a learning curve, but I promise you I'm trying to get better every time. I'm experimenting. I'm working on it. We have Raylin. I'm so excited for everybody to get to know her a little bit more. So she's here today with us and this is going to be pretty casual. It's just me and her. It's kind of nice. We've got sure. some coffee. It's late. She's fasting. <laughs> Kids are in bed. This is how we roll. I'm really excited. I'm not fasting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I was like, what is happening? This is going to air like three weeks later and oh, the fast Lord. is over. They don't even understand I what know. we're talking about. And who knows how much we'll, we'll cut or how much we'll keep. We'll I know. This will be a ra- ramblings of a psychopath. Yes. No, just okay. Here, so here we are. <laughs> okay. We have Ray here. I'm so stinking excited. And she's going to give her testimony and Ray, take it away. I'm Ray Lynn. I am uh, the one here co-hosting, hosting hostess with the mostest, as I like to call myself. Uh, Just kidding. So I want to tell you guys uh, the miracle about my salvation and a little bit of uh, tidbits, never before seen footage here on the documented series. Okay. So um, I grew up in California and um, single mom home. And uh, my mom tried really hard, but as most single moms, she worked a lot. So um, we were um, kind of, in a way, left to our own devices. We were also, though, the funny thing about my testimony is I feel like to describe it in a couple ways is I was a lot of different people to whoever I was around. So my mom always had us involved in sports. She had high standards for us in school. You know, she wanted us to do good, you know. And so she was very strict in those ways, which I really appreciated it. You know, I appreciate now. But, yeah, we were always in sports, very athletic. Um, I basically, anything that I was told that I couldn't do, I wanted to do. (laughs) And so when I was younger, I guess that was good. I was ambitious. Give me an example of that. Oh, gosh. The one that comes to mind. So my mom, she loves telling this story. Uh, My brother played football, you know. And so I said, I want to play football, tackle football. And my mom, you know, was like, "Uh, no. Uh, And I said, well, no, she said, go ask your dad. Because she thought my dad would be like, no. You know, you're my daughter. No. (laughs) So uh, my dad said, sure, why not? Like, it'd be good exercise, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like, how old were you? uh, Nine. Nice. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, so my mom said, well, I can't afford for you to play football. So if you raise your own money, you know, those fundraisers Mm -hmm. they do, then you could play football. So I went and raised $150 of cookie dough money. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I played, and then it was funny because I I was actually, 
it, it's very funny but whatever i i played for five years until i was a freshman in high school and i was really good wow yeah so what position it, did you play oh my gosh i played the offense and defensive line so i okay. wasn't a quarterback or a kicker like i was in the trenches oh so it's pretty funny i gotta play with my brother and stuff so anyways that was just you kind of you were on the same team as your brother yeah when we got See, older this is all new information to me <laughs> yeah when we got That's older a, so okay. a little tidbit my brother was thin you know but like just fit you know when he was younger just uh lean I guess you would say obviously and he hit so hard and I used to always think I was so cool I'm like yeah I'm gonna go up against him and he hit harder than anyone else but he would not take it easy on me he was like you want to play with the big boys here we go anyways I mean siblings aren't gonna take it easy on you you know he made me better but uh wow yeah that was funny and then I so that's just kind of how I was I was like yeah for sure the status quo yeah I can't I'm gonna do it I think kind of too a little bit something to prove okay you know I feel like I kind of had a lot of rejection you know and so I think I was always just trying to be like stand out and mm-hmm. just trying to you know just prove be that yourself, person yeah, prove myself sure. yeah for sure um so you know doing that that's what we were kind of involved in um were you the only girl on the football I team? I was, yeah. So one year there was another girl on the team. She wasn't very good, but qu- I quickly kind of earned their respect. So they wanted me on the team, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't take it easy on me. So we had to wear black socks, and she brought me black princess socks that said princess all over them. Oh, my so, gosh. Stop it. Yeah. That's so so it's funny. If I would knock a boy down, I'd kind of kick his helmet so he'd see my shoes, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Also cocky, you could add to the list. (laughs) Oh, wow. I was not planning on telling all those stories. But um, so that was probably till I was a freshman in high school. Also something I feel like throughout all of very early, I was kind of wanting attention from boys, which I think is obviously pretty normal. But it was it was like, yeah, just always wanting like attention from them. And again, just like something to prove I had a really bad mouth. I would say like bad things, but I just, I don't know. I just always wanted that attention, you know? Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, um, to high school, same thing. I'm getting good grades. I got into actually like a health science academy that was like a select few. It was supposed to like put you on track to be in like the medical field, the science field. It was all these special classes geared just to get you going stuff like that. I was playing sports year round. In high school, I did wrestling and swimming because, you know, I had to quit football because the boys started getting bigger than me. So I tried the (laughs) next best thing, which was wrestling. So, you know, that was just me. But also it was weird, the part where I said that I was different people. So that was one part of me. Like I was very much an athlete. I was very much into academics and like getting good grades, Mm -hmm. all of that. Like I, if we brought home C's, my mom would be like, absolutely not, because she knew we could do better. Nice. You know, that's mm-hmm. how she was. And so um, my parents were divorced, but my dad was always very involved with our sports. He was our coach and stuff like that. So, okay. you know, that was kind of like family time, you know. But the other side of me was like always like wanting this attention from boys and doing all this, very vulgar. I was definitely not this like straight edge like head in a book type of person like any extra time I had I was experimenting with different things you know and so it was probably like right into high school that I I guess would say like my first serious boyfriend but before then it was just 
like whatever like you know how you are in junior high like mm-hmm. boyfriends 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 doing whatever and um like you go out together but you actually never go out anywhere. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but it was just it was uh it's just not good because it was like there's no value in that you know mm-hmm. I didn't really have any value in myself but I put it out like I was this like big person you know and this big personality and I had it all together but I didn't you know I was very broken mm-hmm. and so the guy that I was dating was actually like a gang member so the oh, town okay. I grew up in is it has one of the biggest gangs in in America and it has a lot of other gangs as well and so my mom tried so hard to not put like she did put us in different schools so that we wouldn't be in these schools because these were not as good and try to put them like where the more like well-off kids are all that just to keep us away from busy with sports exactly right Mm -hmm. yeah she tried that and it it didn't matter it seemed like I craved that like I wanted to be with the gangs and stuff Mm -hmm. I wanted and I was very angry so I think that maybe sense of belonging and that like violence it sounds bad but (laughs) I wanted to be a part of it it just enticed you yeah Definitely, definitely. And then it was like this guy, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even remember how it started, but that relationship, it was funny too, because I was very much like, I wanted attention from these boys, but I was very much like, I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. I'm not going to give you your defenses. Yeah. I'm not going to give you too much of myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I was with this guy for a while and stuff like that. And it was funny because my mom said I wasn't allowed to date in high school and I did anyways. So she was just like, nope. He can't come over. You can't this. You can't. Mm-hmm. like so. I appreciate that too. But uh, anyways, I started quickly. Like you can't keep up all these different faces. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely can't. So it was like I was uh, started ditching school to hang out with him and just to do whatever. I remember I started drinking and doing drugs and stuff. And actually, it wasn't really because of him. Then it was like there was another side of me that I hung out with a different group of friends and stuff mm-hmm. that I wanted to be cool with them. And so. I was all these different faces, you know, and it would be like I would come in the morning to school. My mom would drop me off. I'd leave and I'd go get high and then I'd come back. So when you say you leave, like you're like getting in someone's school. car and Well, I just ditching. walk. Yeah. Oh, I just walk. Okay. Like I just walk out the back gate, go to someone's house, get high, get drunk, whatever. But I'd sober up enough so that I could come back to six, the last period so I can go to practice. Wow. So you'd yeah. be gone the entire day and yeah. then back for yeah. practice. Yeah. And I don't even know how I kept my grades up because I would probably be missing at least two to three days a week. Wow. But it was one of those like. You must I was, have been a smart kid. I, it was like a waste of talent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like stupid smart, you know, just like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. And and I think like some of my teachers. So were your other friends. That, sorry. No, you're okay. Were your other friends that you were athletes with, were they good students? And so that was like a different facade or. Um, yes and no like so they would still kind of do stuff but they weren't as extreme as me I think I was the bad one because I always pushed the envelope like Mm -hmm. they were kind of preppy kids that may like steal their parents alcohol once and again Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but I was the one they weren't ditching the whole day yeah no definitely not and and like leaving with the homies and stuff no they weren't doing that and stuff and I I got into that and then I would yeah maybe be ditching to go be with my boyfriend and all that so it was hard to keep up because as you can imagine, if you show up to practice like drunk and high, your performance is going to go down a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
my coaches started noticing that and stuff and challenging me on it and like what are you doing you know and mm-hmm. stuff like that but I was just whatever I thought I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. you know and so that was basically my life all the meanwhile just being broken you know like it's nothing's uh you know I just was doing it to be fun and to be like everyone else with whatever group I was with but quickly it it just became like I had to you know I didn't like being sober I didn't like facing who I was I remember sometimes even like sneaking my parents alcohol because before school because I didn't want to be I didn't want to be sober you know and and I was probably like 15 years old when I found out I was pregnant. And so wow. um, obviously that kind of rocked my world um, a lot, you know. And it was a, we- it was a weird feeling because um, I guess part of the, we- some weird part of me was happy, mm-hmm. you know. And then, but obviously sense. everything else wasn't. I was like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And quickly, you know, my parents found out all that. Obviously, I I, I told them. And so anyways, um, it was just weird, you know, because like my coaches found out, my teachers found out. And it's funny because, funny because I feel like in my head, I don't know if I was just so cocky or what, but I remember one time one of my coaches being like, Ray, what are you going to do? I'm 15 years old. And I'm like, well, it's fine. Like, I'm going to finish high school. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. And he, like, looked. I remember him looking at me and being like, what are you going to do? And I just started crying because oh I was like, I don't gosh. know. I don't know. Wow. Like, it finally hit me. Like, this is kind of a big deal, you know? So I ended up, um, I actually ended up miscarrying. And that was, like, the weirdest mm-hmm. thing. I remember, like, me and my mom had this huge fight because I was trying to process it. It was, like, I remember thinking, I'm so relieved, you know, of course, mm-hmm. I'm like relieved, but at the same time, I felt like sick, like I felt like sad, like this was yeah. a human, you know, yeah. and it's no longer. That's so much to process at 15. Yeah, and I thought I, w- I thought I knew everything, I was like, oh, it's fine, like it's not a big deal, we'll get married, like all this stuff, like I really didn't think it was a big deal, like mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew it was a big deal, but I thought it's fine, it all I'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's one more thing? I can mm-hmm. handle it, which is kind of how so I am now. So was, <laughs> was this with the boyfriend that was yeah. the gang member? <laughs> yeah, it sure was. So do you mind telling me, like, did you let him know? Did you tell him? Yeah, he knew. He knew right away. And what was his reaction? He actually was, like, fine with it. Wow. Which is weird. But, um, yeah, he was he fine. <laughs> wow. And your mom? I remember it was kind of like, she was like, okay. Like, all right, like, let's let's do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. My mom got pregnant with my brother when she was 18, when she okay. was a senior in high school. So I think that she was trying to maybe give me the reaction she wished she would have had. Because okay. it was actually, now that you say that, it was a very mild reaction. I remember at first, she was just kind of like, all right. And so your coaches and all that, was but, yeah. that your mom who let them know? Or I don't remember, remember, actually. Okay. I don't remember. But you remember the one coach that, that made yeah. you kind of face it and broke you a little mm-hmm. bit yep coach hatch and we were very close all my coaches like i mean we're there for three hours a day training you know so it's like wow. we had a very close relationship you know he was kind of like a second dad in a way you know mm-hmm. just and cared about us i remember purposely like with co- with that same coach when i would show up high like he would purposely like pull me out of the crowd and be like, all right, you're going to like to try to like wake me up. Mm. And I just thought it was a joke. I'm like, bro, I could wrestle high. I could do this in my sleep, you know? 
And so I kind of almost was like mocking him, but you could tell he's kind of like trying to, in a way, without just calling me out, call me out. Okay, so what ended up happening too was I remember my stepdad took me, like it was, I don't think they even realized that I miscarried. I I knew, but it was kind of like I wasn't sure. I'm 15, I don't really know what to expect, obviously, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we went and got another test and it came up negative, um, like from Mm -hmm. a clinic and stuff. And before that, we had took several, and they were all positive, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, um, I remember then my mom was, you know, telling me all this stuff. And then that's when I think the reaction came out, you know. Like, <laughs> she was very angry and stuff and was like, are you, you know, you better not be doing anything stupid just because you knew you were pregnant. And, blah, you know, just all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I remember trying to process it. And I, and I, and I, cu- I felt like I couldn't. Like, I was stuck. I, that's the only reason I can feel it. She obviously doesn't know that because she's just seeing this punk kid that's, I mean, I had a bad mouth, you know, mm-hmm. bad mouth. And we got in like a knockdown, drag down fight. And I actually forgot about this. But anyways, um, bad fight. We're like driving. I'm like punching the dashboard. I'm, I'm fear. Like I have never felt rage like that before. And mm-hmm. I remember feeling like in my mind, something told me like you're gonna fight your mom and I was in my head resolved like when we get out of this car I'm gonna physically beat up my mom I was so enraged and I remember I she parks the car and she's mad too we got tempers to match you know mm-hmm. of course like you know I just painted the picture and I remember something this is crazy I'm I remember all of a sudden something just like washed over me like this piece like grabbed me and I don't know what came over me. I grabbed my mom's arms and I looked at her and I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) So um, after that, she just was like, Raylan, get it together. I forgot about it. okay. But she was just like, Raylan, you don't know what you do to me. And she left. She went. We were parked at in the at the house by this time. So she got out and I stayed in there. So what did I do? Like, I got up and I left. I ran away. Wow. So um, that was like, I was gone. I can't remember how long I was gone, but I had done that a couple times. But I just was like, I ran away, you know. And... Um, finally I was ready to come home so I told them they met me at the school and uh I remember they're pissed oh I shouldn't say that (laughs) 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 they're they're mad like I remember my mom was there now we gotta put e on this episode (laughs) (laughs) they were mad my mom was there my dad was there and in my head I'm like, oh. How long had you run away? It was like a couple days. Oh, my gosh. And so. Um, Did uh, they call the police? Were they yeah. For you yeah, they had are? called. So they are looking everywhere. And to me, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to come home. This is over. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. ready, you know. No, it's not how it works, you know. Yeah. Everyone's furious. Like, they're like, what is wrong with you? And yeah, the cops are there. Everybody's there. It's getting crazy. Where did you go? To my boyfriend's house. Oh, well, okay. I think I went to one of my friends and then to his house. But I could have, the thing is, I could have kept going. I could have kept running. And I would have easily not been able, like, you, they wouldn't have found me. But I came, I came back on my own because I was like, okay, I got it. I just felt like I had to make it right, which is weird. But here's the thing. So this is going on inside. On the outside, it didn't look like that. You know, on the outside, um, 
You still had your facade of being Exactly. Right. And so when they came and I'm like over here expecting a happy reunion from this punk kid who's been gone and they're mad, what did I do? I just matched their their anger. Okay. You know, I was like, whatever. I remember my dad like pushing me, like, like, like just like yeah, frustrated, not you. like yeah, actually yeah. like physically to hurt me, but just kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. and I was just like, like that was nothing like she I, just threw up her hands like what's up homie like I didn't care like I just was wow. like the wall back up boom like not mm-hmm. there and so I do remember though getting in the car and my I'm si- I'm there with I don't even think my mom was in the car because she was so mad and hurt like I can't even imagine right. and so my aunt my auntie Linda which she's a Christian was in the back seat and everyone's like kind of like what are you thinking they're trying to like shake me like are you Make come, snap out like come on get it together like can you not obviously see what is going on and I didn't and I remember my aunt saying Ray can't you see that we love you and I just remember that broke me that made me just start crying because that's what it was I wanted you know now everyone's gonna know that i cry but anyways okay so um that happened and i'm like dang i forgot there's all these details so we like details undocumented details details Mm -hmm. how old are you uh still 15 okay so this is after you miscarried Mm -hmm. we're like right afterwards yeah okay after that I think everything kind of started, like, kind of was just, like, business as usual. I think everyone, like, it kind of seemed like people didn't act it, kind of like it didn't happen mm-hmm. in a way. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember actually dealing with it a time mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And so <gasps> he ended up moving to L.A. actually for a short time around that time. And I can't remember why. But we were still kind of together, and then what ended up happening was over the summer, so it was the summer going into my junior year, and I just went crazy. Like, that was actually, so that summer was when I really started drinking. Mm -hmm. How I was, I wasn't the type like, oh, I'm going to dabble, I'm going to try. Like, the first time I really started drinking, I beer bonged like a tall can. That was like introduction and then shots, shots, shots. You're going to do it hard. Yeah. <laughs> shots, shots, shots. I'm like, man, this is awesome. And I didn't have any sports during the summer, you know, so. And is that what kept you from drinking before? I think to, to an extent, like oh. I remember getting high a lot and then trying to swim and like it's hard to breathe when you're always getting high. So I was like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't be getting high, uh, like smoking. Mm-hmm. I can't be smoking because what of my lungs. a crazy battle. I feel like parents who are not saved. They still want good things for their kids and they don't want them to go the drug route or Mm -hmm. the party route. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times they try to keep them busy with sports. And in some ways it does work a little bit Mm -hmm. like it. Right. It keeps there was an internal conflict for you because you liked sports. Right. For sure. And I wanted to be good, you know, and I I was kind of naturally good, I think, in a way. So, but it was funny too, cause I never put all my effort into it. Like I could have been a lot better, but I think because I was torn in so many directions, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't pursue that. Gotcha. And, um, the, also the other thing is my dad, my dad's family, um, like brothers and stuff were actually drug addicts and oh. you know, um, I don't think they are anymore, but they like, that was a big part of it. My dad wasn't, but that that's in there. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think even more you mean so. The temptation. Yeah, okay. and I think even more so because my dad saw what it did to his brothers. He never got into it, and he was really into sports. Oh. 
so I think that's probably part of it is he's like if I keep my kids in sports they won't get into drugs yeah yeah you know because they had so so I think that might have been kind of a it it makes sense I don't know I've never asked him like hey isn't (laughs) it funny when you become a parent and things start kind of making sense like Mm -hmm. I'm sure you don't you haven't asked him that but you're like oh that's probably what he was thinking as a parent (laughs) and part of it like it really did work and it put me in contact with a lot of good people and Mm -hmm. and the thing is is like I was at the age where I was doing my own thing on my own I wasn't listening to my parents you know I was purposely trying to hurt them like I remember that I remember thinking how can I hurt them like I didn't care Mm -hmm. I wanted them to hurt like I was hurting you know and so I, I didn't care that I was making my mom cry. I didn't care that I was just, dis- I, I got to the point like that, that I didn't care mm-hmm. if my dad was disappointed. I didn't care. Um, I would pick fights, big fights with my stepdad. Like he's a great man. And I was so mean to him. Um, How old are you when your parents got a divorce? Uh, young. I don't even really remember them okay. together. So it's okay. not like I had this like traumatic thing where my dad was there and now he wasn't. They just, they're still great. They're good friends. They actually, I mean, I wouldn't say that. They're not good friends. But they get along, and they kind of, it was kind of funny because they were always at our events and stuff together, but um, my mom remarried, I think, when I was in junior high school. And Anthony, my stepdad, he's awesome, but I was just very, very mean to him. I was so mean to him. He was so patient with me. But this goes into, uh, we were, I was going into the summer, like, before my junior year of high school, and I... um, I just went crazy, you know, I was like drinking a lot, 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 I was hanging out with even worse people, I was just partying, I remember like, we'd be up like all night, having fun, and then during the day I would sleep, and I didn't really have any responsibilities, and all that like craziness, and I was, you know, I was technically still dating this guy, but I didn't see him, so there was other guys involved. It's funny because, because guys get a really bad rap. Mm-hmm. but girls mm-hmm. girls are like it too i mean yeah, they man. can be they bad. can learn the ropes and like be like and that's the thing is i would kind of pull them along only so mm-hmm. far and then be like oh no yeah so, that's just kind of <laughs> how i was with so all that is happening and i'm just like i am like going looking back then i didn't realize it but i'm going downhill real fast but i still think i'm okay because this is going to sound funny if you're not a wrestler. If you're a wrestler, you'll understand. I had lost, because I was partying so much, I had lost a lot of weight. So going back in to wrestling, I was like, oh, I don't have to cut weight. Like, I'm good. Mm. Because normally it's like you're good and then you cut weight to be more competitive. And I had lost so much weight just because I wasn't eating. I was just partying. And, and of course, that also drew to, like, the boys and stuff, mm. you know, all that. Mm. So... Me and my boyfriend ended up breaking up because, I mean, usually when you're kind of messing around with other guys, it doesn't work out. He was uh, a gang member. He was. But, dude, I was so disrespectful, too. Like, like I would wear other guys' jerseys and be like, yeah, why not? Even though I was weird. Even though I was messing around, doing all this stuff, I was still really sad we broke up because we had been together for a time and mm-hmm. obviously all that history and stuff. I get that. So, so that that actually really, really broke me. I was – that, I think, was like the – that broke me for sure Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I just kept but again you couldn't tell I was still doing going about my business whatever did he break up with you yeah yeah he did because I showed up to his house with another guy oh bad Mm -hmm. idea I start doing my sports and stuff but again it's like I can't keep this up because I'm kind of trying to do this and that on the weekends and trying to be a 
it's just it's kind of I'm kind of starting to suck <laughs> mm. at, at wrestling like I remember like losing uh, I, I was really good so I remember like losing a couple matches and just again like that rage being furious like going to the locker mm. the lockers and like physically like, <laughs> hitting them I had bruised knuckles because I was so angry and it's like come on dummy you're the one doing this at this point I'm actually living with my dad and so my dad's apartment complex is right next to my aunt uncle's complex and they're christians at the time like i didn't really understand christianity i just thought it was rules all i saw was they were strict they went to church their kids weren't allowed to dress a certain way they did you know i i noticed things but i didn't know anything more and so to give you kind of an idea i remember my cousin so their daughter my cousin cynthia saying we used to pray for you every night and i never thought you would get saved because that's how i mean 15 years old and i'm already freaking being crazy but me and cynthia were very close we've always been very close and so that door was always open you know and so i remember you know i'd go over there and stuff and cynthia's still like innocent as can be like she's just like you know when she found out i was pregnant she was like heartbroken and just like oh a baby and just like encouraging and like Mm -hmm. loving on me but still i don't think she quite understood how bad I was because she loved me but she would definitely distance herself from the sin like if she saw someone shady coming up to me she'd be like gotta go bye so was Cynthia really saved at that yeah point? yeah mm-hmm. she was saved so she and she was so she's about a year younger than me okay but man she probably seemed like she was like five years younger than me just because she was wow. not involved in the things I was you know mm-hmm. had in her you know her parents did you guys go to the same school we did for a time she went to the high school that we went to because she wanted to be with me and my brother you know cousins mm-hmm. but we were doing our own thing so she ended up going to a different high school to be with her friends and stuff because okay. it wasn't it wasn't what she thought you know yeah sure and so um um, I'm, I'm at my house, I'm by myself and my, one of my cousins was going to come pick me up and I was already, I think I'm pretty sure I was already drunk or high, one of those. And my aunt comes out. And so I'm like, Oh crap. Oh crap. You know, like act natural, mm-hmm. act natural, like, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, she goes, Hey, did you hear that we're moving to Arizona? And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's such a bummer. I, I'm going to miss you guys. And she's like, did Cynthia tell you we want you to come with us and I was like I laughed like I remember laughing and being like are you kidding me like I'm having the time of my life I'm doing whatever I want because my poor parents are trying to work and I'm just like every second every minute I can get out I am and um I'm like like in my head yeah you're gonna make me like not do what I'm doing you know and I was like thanks auntie but no and this is remember this is the same aunt that when I had ran away she said Ray can't you see that we love you and I remember her saying that and it hit me like it penetrated me so it, it was God and I and I just I totally laughed her off dismissed her and I'm waiting for a ride to go party and she goes just think about it and I'm like okay you know whatever see you later they, my ride comes for me shortly after that get in the car and I'm like it is hitting me all night I'm like oh my gosh like I cannot believe she's asking me to go to Arizona with her and I'm I can't even enjoy myself you know and I remember I just keep saying like I'm gonna get high I'm gonna get high I'm gonna keep smoking weed because I think it'll make me oh make me go to sleep I finally said just take me home like I'm not having a good time 
and I smoked a lot of weed thinking that I was going to go to sleep and I could not sleep. Like I, I'm laying in my bed, I'm tossing, I'm turning. And I, I remember physically saying out loud, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Like over and over crazy dude. And then finally I just like laid back and I remember staring up at the ceiling and I was like, just thought about it, like really thought about it just for a second. Just like, what would my life look like if I left? And I think I knew at that point, like something's got to change. Something's got to change. And so I said, all right. Like I remember saying within myself, all right. And I fell asleep. And so I go and tell my mom, um, I say, hey. And your parents were good with this? Oh, well, that kind of. So this is the crazy thing, too. So like before I had always tried to like manipulate my mom and be like, I'm going to go live with so-and-so. I'm going to go blah, blah, blah. And she would be like, no, you live with me or you live with your dad. Those are your options. So I remember going to her and saying, mom, Auntie Linda, did she talk to you? She said, yeah. And I said, I think I'm kind of thinking about going. And she said, I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah. And I was still kind of on the fence, you know, like I had, I think I had made up my mind. And then again, it was like the next day or something. I, I, I hadn't made like a for sure, for sure decision. And it was like the night before they were leaving to move here to Arizona. Me and my mom got in this knockdown, drag down fight. And I remember her saying, if you left tomorrow, it would be like you showing mercy on me. And I said, all right, I'm gone. Like in my rebellion, like I I was just a rebel, you know, and just angry. And so uh, I moved here to Arizona with them. And I remember pulling into Prescott Valley thinking, what did I do? There's no sidewalks here. Mm. There's nothing here, man. That's the first thing that (laughs) the first thing I noticed about Prescott Valley was no sidewalks. And I call them moats. I'm like, (laughs) why is there ditches outside of everybody's house? That I was like, I'm going to. At night, I'm going to drive into one of these moats around <laughs> these <laughs> moats. I love it. it. That's just the first thing that came to my head. That's yeah. hilarious. It's like nothing's here. Mm-hmm. And and you, what city did you live in? Prescott Valley. No, but prior. Oh, um, Oxnard, California. Okay. So it was. it's probably about an hour and a half from L.A. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's a big city. You know, lots it's to do. Lots. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, it's a, it's a big city. How big was your high school there? Oh, gosh, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. I think, like, the graduating class was, like, 3,500. Yeah, of like, really and big. that was only one of the high schools, you know. So it was a big city for sure. Wow. So when I moved here, I think I, I still didn't understand God. I didn't understand Christianity, anything like that. But the thing I did have in my head is I'm not going to move into my aunt and uncle's house and disrespect it. I'm not going to be trying to sneak out. I'm not going to, like, I'm here as their guest, you know. And we didn't have a plan, mind you. This was, I think in all of our minds, it was like, send Ray to Michael and Linda's maybe she'll get she'll stop being a psycho and she'll come home that Mm. was like I think everybody's like idea yeah Yeah, and so um this is about mind you how I left it was like just screw everything I didn't Mm -hmm. withdraw from my classes I didn't tell anybody I was leaving besides my mom I just left I just literally I was in the middle of school year yeah yeah, it was in the middle of the school year. It wasn't even quite the second semester. It was like the end of the first. I want to say, uh, I can't even remember what month it was, but I just I just left, you know. So then I come here, and I'm trying to, like, you know, enroll. <laughs> and they're like, you're you're at like you're at the end like you're gonna be this is your second semester as a junior you're gonna lose all your credits because you didn't do this correctly you won't graduate high school 
So mm-hmm. at that time I had been here. So we were probably a week before we even tried to do all that. So I had been here for 10 days. And in those 10 days, I was just spending time with my aunt and my younger cousin, Gloria. We were kind of unpacking, just kind of just being there and going to church. And I remember the first thing walking into church and thinking like, I don't like this church. It's too big. I had only ever been to small churches. And so I'm like, this is too big. There's probably all these weird people. Everyone, you know, I'm thinking all this stuff, you know, and, and I remember everyone was so nice. I remember, so at that time, I had probably only been to two services. I remember my aunt, one of the first things, she was like, there's the church. Like, we're going to the church because they were in a fellowship church in Oxnard, in Port Miami. I think probably the big part of it was like, we got to get this girl saved. You know, we need to get her in. Like, we don't have time to unpack no boxes. We need to get this girl. (laughs) We need to get her to meet Jesus. Anyways, after being here for 10 days, I had to go back. I had to go back because... um, I was going to lose all my credit. I remember my aunt taking me to the airport and her in tears. Please tell me, promise me you're going to come back. Promise me you're coming back. And I was like, yeah, I told you I'm coming back. I'll come back. Like, what's the big deal? I didn't realize, like, she was fighting for my soul. So I go back and immediately it's like almost as soon as the plane lands. By this time, I was a little bit more respectful to my parents and stuff like that. Like, it was a quick, like, something changed in me. Something changed, but I didn't know what. But same thing, as soon as I got off the plane, some of my wrestling friends picked me up, and I started drinking right away. My parents didn't know any of that. And so it was weird, though, because I, it, it didn't quite sit right after that. It didn't quite sit right. And I remember walking to the little church and still battling this. Like, I'm still messing around and, like, do, you know, trying to, trying to live one way, but something's pulling me, but I don't know. I don't, I don't understand do you it. you are walking to the little church? Oh, so the, like, physically, like, it was kind of around the corner from my house, probably about a little bit less than a mile from my house. So I would be like, Mom, can I walk to church? And she'd be like, please, <laughs> you know. This is the Potter's House in Oxnard. Yeah. Okay. In Port Wainimi, yeah. So I would walk there, and still it's like, I, I feel like on the outside, nobody could really quite tell what was happening. Had you been to this church yeah. before yeah, with yeah, yeah. your auntie? Yeah. Okay, so you get back after your 10 days in Prescott. Mm-hmm. It's not sitting right with you, just going back to partying, mm-hmm. and so you make a decision to go to, go to church. Yeah. the church on your own? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. It's, it's just a Sunday, and you're walking there? Yeah, and so, yeah, so good point. So uh, Cynthia would always be like, can I see if Ray wants to go to church? Uh, like all kind of growing up. Can I see if Ray wants to go to church? And they would be like, yeah, you know? And so anytime she'd call, I'd say, yeah, because I want to be with my cousin. And so I would go. So I knew I didn't, the gospel never really hit me where I understood it, but I knew, I knew where the church was. The pastor knew me, the pastor knew me, all of that. Um, so it wouldn't have been weird for me to show up. Mm-hmm. It would have been a little bit weird because my cousins weren't with me, but it wasn't super weird. I remember I didn't mm-hmm. even go faithfully, but I just remember one time going and I'm in this turmoil. And like I said, people on the outside would have probably thought I was the same. The pastor probably thought I was nowhere near getting saved. Like here, you know, here I am again, but not getting it. And I remember him saying, when you destroy everything around you, you ultimately destroy yourself. And that hit me. That was like, the moment that I was like, that's what it is. Like, I have destroyed everything around me. I've destroyed my relationships. I've destroyed my, you know, my sports and all this. Like, all that I really held dear to me. So, but I had destroyed it. And I was like, and it hit me. That's what I did. I destroyed myself. And so, after that, I kind of started getting better. 
and started getting along and so the temptation was definitely to stay because I had been I had been doing better I I got really far in wrestling I was going to stay all that so I stayed even longer than I had anticipated and then finally you know everyone's trying to get me to stay because I'm not acting like a psycho anymore you know mm-hmm. and so just that tidbit of revelation yeah temporarily was able to change you yeah it was like Crazy. it was weird though because it was definitely like the re- revelation it was starting to work in me but it wasn't yeah. I didn't even say the sinner's prayer right God nothing. was just drawing he you. was just drawing me mm-hmm. for sure and so I ended up you stayed there for how long a couple months so okay. yeah, I had been a couple months and so I was supposed to come back. I remember I think in like when the new semester started, so that must have been a January and I didn't come back till February because of wrestling because I was mm. I was I was doing so good. I was going further and further, so I wasn't just going to like dip out. But it was I I had said, "Nope." My mom was like, "Maybe you could stay, you know, cuz you can imagine like my mom doesn't really want to send me to another state, but I'm acting like a psycho. Like what else what else do you do?" So you changed enough for your mom to actually want you to stay. Yeah, yeah. So what brought you back in February? It was my aunt. I had said, I had said, I promised my aunt, I said I was going to go back, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to finish out the school year, and I'll come back in the summer. That's what I said. And so my mom was like, yeah, okay. That time she cried. She wasn't like, get out of here. And so I came back all ripped, man. I was, though. We have, I have a joke, actually, that we talk about is I can't ever find pictures when I wasn't saved. Because I got rid of a lot of stuff, like through like the oh. revelation, I got rid of. I don't have like any pictures. Oh my god! Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I know it is. So let me see. Let me think. Okay, so I end up. I yeah, I end up moving here because in my head, I had told my aunt. I had told my aunt like I'm coming back, so I'm not gonna just lie to her. Like I'm gonna come back, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knew lying would be a big deal after everything I'd done, you know? Uh. But anyways, so I come back and uh, you know enroll in school. When I really got saved, it was when I remember trying to be good, trying to do good and all that, and then failing. I wasn't I wasn't drinking and all that, but just I knew I was failing. I was failing. And I remember there was a sermon preached, and I, I got convicted. And I went to the altar, and I was like, God, you got to help me. I don't want to be this way anymore. And I remember standing up and feeling like a weight lifted off my shoulders. And it hit me. Like, I felt like there was a voice that said, this is salvation. This is being a Christian. And I was like, oh, like it hit me. It's not about rules. It's not about going to church. It's not about, you know, those are, those are like the outflow, you know, but that's not what it is. It's the relationship and it's the repentance saying from you inside, like, I don't want to be like this. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, I, I started going on outreach teams, like going out and just telling people about Jesus. I mean, I just as radical I was as a sinner, I was as a Christian. So right away, I remember saying, well, what is there to do? Like, what is there to do for teens? And they're like, you can go on outreach. And I'm like, awesome, let's do that. I'm like, we wow. can go out of town. I mean, there's people I remember going to Lake Havasu City all hot. And there being like stacks of hay barrels, you know, and I don't know why I remember this probably because I'm a ding dong. And I go, you know, what would be a great idea. There's so many people right here, right? I'm going to jump up there and start just street preaching like nobody told me. And so I would. I was just crazy like that because I was like, God changed me. And I remember just Mm -hmm. feeling like loved and accepted and a purpose. And it's not something that I had to earn. 
it wasn't something that I had to earn. It was just there. There was nothing that I had to give. I was a broken kid, you know, and just the people that I surrounded myself with, the people that were also out there with me, there was just like a, like a camaraderie and almost like a protection. Like they looked out for me, you know, they wouldn't, if I started thinking a certain way or just said something negative, even about myself, like, I'm not doing it right or whatever, they're like, no, like, you're doing great, like, keep mm-hmm. going, and just examples to me, really, that's and amazing. and that's how it all started. 